2: Lock Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Ray Rice. The former Baltimore Ravens running back has been suspended from the NFL and banned. and We've got it covered from all angles. We've just completed week one of the NFL season, so you know we're going to talk about the NFL. We're definitely going to get in some fantasy football talk, as week one of the fantasy league for the dead-end sports league has been completed, and there's some trash talking going on already. We're also going to get into a racist email that has surfaced that's going to cause the Hawks owner to sell the team. Of course, we're going to be joined by my partners, you know them, Easy, FIFO, and Ken. So pass the word dead in sports it's about to go down right now
3: 1 two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now. 1 2
2: Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the best sports talk show on the air right now. That's right, you are locked in live. To Dead End Sports, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that. First, you can log into our chat room. Our chat room is always open and interactive. Yes, it's always open and interactive. Create a profile for yourself. I'm sorry, I got tripped up just now. Uh, create a profile for Profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Or you can log in as a guest and uh, watch the chatter that goes back and forth. Uh, If you're on Twitter, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, You can follow us uh, at Dead End Sports. You can also follow us individually. You can follow B at BZ430. You can follow FIFO at FIFO247. You can follow Ken at KBINGE. And you can follow me at 12Kyle. The number one two K Y L E. Again, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Or you can also check out the uh, check out the archives uh, on iTunes. If you have a iPhone, check out the iTunes. And uh, if you will leave us a comment, Uh, leave us a five star rating. We will read all comments. whether or not they be five stars or one star, we will read them all on the air. Uh, but we're gonna get five stars anyway. <laughs> also, if you're on Stitcher, uh, check us out on Stitcher as well. If you have Stitcher, if you have an Android or iPhone, download the Stitcher application to your phone. Um, doesn't cost you anything; it's free. Upload it, listen to Dead End Sports at your leisure, at home or on the go. It's just that simple. Again, the phone number to call in: six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We're getting six four six four seven eight zero three five six. A lot of stuff to talk about, man. Um obviously as I mentioned in the intro, we're gonna talk Ray Rice. We're gonna talk the NFL. Uh this Ray Rice story is getting uh I mean we've talked about it before here on the air, but um obviously it's getting more crazier and crazier as the developments have transpired. We're also going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks that are now up for sale after their owner was found sending a racist email back in two thousand and twelve. Very weird turn of events that happened with the Atlanta Hawks and we're going to talk about that. Uh as I mentioned earlier we just completed week one of the NFL so we're definitely going to talk about week one and we're going to talk about fantasy football as well because The Dead in Sports Fantasy Football League kicked off this past weekend, and um, it was funny. (laughs) To say the least, it was funny. Of course, as I mentioned, and I say it each and every week, uh, I'm not doing this show alone. Of course, I'm doing it with my partners. Uh, First, let's bring in the beatmaker of the crew. He hails from the D's, city of Detroit, who got a win last night, man. BZ, what up, though? Uh, What up,
4: though, man? you You know, I'm up here. Feel like I need to drink like about a a whole fifth of Grey Goose because I'm celebrating. (laughs) know, I'm celebrating. I feel, I feel great. But granted, it's only week one. We still got 15 weeks left to go. So you know, I I just like when you get a good win and fresh to start the season off. So you know, I'm happy, man. You know, your boy B's over here happy.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now let's let's bring in the point guard and the the second best quarterback in, in the city of Atlanta, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's going on, baby?
4: Yo, yo, what's up, Kyle?
2: Chilling, man. Chilling, what's up?
4: Man, chilling, man. Um, as hell <laughs> at Kevin Johnson, man. This, this this dude, he killed me yesterday, dog. Like, man.
2: man. Yeah, that fantasy, fantasy football, we're definitely going to get into some fantasy football talk as well. But uh, yeah, Calvin oh, yeah, was a monster last night. Um, oh. Last but not least, man, Professor X of our crew. Uh, my man, Ken Ken, what's good? <laughs>
4: Working it.
2: <laughs> okay, hold on. I now, right now I got a kid.
3: What up? What up? Yeah. What's good, man? Just chilling, man. Just chilling. That's all. Interesting <laughs> night. <laughs>
4: yes, to say the least. No, interesting night. Kyle, we'll tell you later, man. But yeah, interesting night.
2: Great. Yeah, I just got just got your text. I just got your text. All right. So yeah, phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, like I said, so much to talk about, man. Let's not keep the people waiting. Um Ray Rice, man, has been suspended and banned from the NFL. Uh, if you've been out of the country or your TV hadn't been working over the last uh 24 to 48 hours, uh you all know that the Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice was he was serving a two-game suspension for uh an assault or, you know, well, yeah, let's just call it what it was assault against his then fiance, uh, Janae Palmer, who is now his wife, uh, Janae Rice. Uh, Ray Rice was given a two game suspension, and there was a public outcry as far as the fact that he shouldn't have gotten two games. He should have gotten more. Uh, but the video that we had seen prior to Monday morning was just a video of Ray Rice dragging a very limp body out of an elevator uh, in an Atlantic City casino. Just to give you a backdrop, the casino in, the, uh, in question has recently shut down. Uh, for whatever reason, the casino then turned the, uh, the videotape of the incident or the altercation, if you will, from inside the elevator because prior to that we had only seen from the outside Uh, They turned it over to TMZ Sports. TMZ Sports dropped it probably around 6 a.m. yesterday morning and set the sports world and and, and media on fire. Uh, It shows Ray Rice, uh, before they got onto the elevator, having some type of words with his wife, then fiance, but now wife. Uh, It looks looks to me as if Ray Rice spat on her prior to her getting on the elevator. Um, They had some more words looks like he spat at her again and then she swung at him he swung it, he hit her she came a little bit closer and he punched her and knocked her out cold her head hit the metal railing and she was out on the floor uh when the elevator doors opened up when they received when they got to whatever floor they were getting off on um that being said man uh it, it, it's so many different ways that we can go with this um so many different things to talk about uh But uh, I'll start first with you, B. Uh, What are your thoughts about Ray Rice being released and banned from the NFL? Uh,
4: I just think it's really the NFL protecting the shield. I mean, you know, it's me personally, I really think the NFL saw that video. And I just think the reason why they panicked and suspended him, for the whole season, you know, indefinitely, you know, cut him from the team and everything is because the video got out to the public eye and people freaking lost their mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I just, I just think before, you know, because you know, the police or whoever was doing investigations, I believe they had that tape because I mean, it's the whole they, they got that footage. I mean, of course they knew when the initial video that we saw when he was, you know, from the lobby where he was, you know, picking her up, you know, dra- you know, dragging mm-hmm. her out and leaving her in front of between the elevator doors, you know. I'm pretty sure they was like, hey, is it is it is there some footage in that elevator? Yeah, you want to go look at it? Yeah, sure, okay, bam. Right. So we got it. They threw it under the rug. Okay, two game suspension. Bam. Oh, the video got out. Oh my god! And then I think there's huge backlash. Not 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 just from the media, the ESPN, but just from other NFL players, from women, you know, that supposedly watch the, the sport of football. And then I just think the NFL was like, oh. Wait a minute, Rich is not seeing this video. Oh, okay. Let's let's suspend him indefinitely and, and let the Ravens cut him. I don't really think it's just the NFL another way of of them protecting the shield. And and you know, it's unfortunate it have to take something like this for the NFL to be like, oh well, oh maybe we should maybe we should take this lightly. I think it should have this should have been the reaction. Maybe not the whole you know, um, maybe out for the season, but him being suspended for eight nine games. Or you know, it should have been taken more serious even with the initial, you know, evidence, you know, that they're saying that, hey, he hit a woman, the NFL should have been like, okay, we're putting our foot down, bam. No. Uh, he, mm. he, he you're not gonna be suspended for no two games. But for them for this video to get shown you know, shown and then everybody overreacting then for the NFL to act like they care, the NFL don't care. They just protecting they just protecting this deal. I think they wipe
5: this up under the rug and and that's that's it. That's it. Just protecting the shield.
2: Okay, okay, B said it protecting the shield. What about you, uh, what about you, FIFO, man? What, what, what's your thought on Ray Rice, man, being banned and suspended from the league?
4: You know, honestly, um, I, I, I agree with B in the sense that I think the NFL is trying to protect the shield. Um, I, I find it interesting, and Skip Bayless this morning made this point, where how can TMZ recover that second footage and the whole mighty NFL wasn't able to recover that footage?
3: Now,
5: exactly. you know, it,
4: it's so our knowledge that they only had that first piece of the footage where we saw Ray Rice drag his girl out of that. And the NFL is claiming that's what they saw. That's why he got the two-game suspension. I think that just any domestic violence in the NFL should, you know, at least bare minimum get four games. Then with right. the release of this tape, you know, um, they, 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 they should have been able to make a better judgment call. I think that... Goodell should have did and worked his magic to get that so that way you could so he could have got an appropriate ruling from get go. And that way right. have a second guess. Um the other thing too is I think that an indefinite ban is too I think that's too too harsh. I think that a year long suspension, um, I think that's a little bit more appropriate. What the Ravens did, I feel like that's the organization they they can do whatever they feel that they need to do for the betterment of their team,
6: which right.
4: I understand you don't want that type of negative press. But here's the thing, too. We we know that when you're the first, that you're going to be an, a, an example is going to get made out of you. And the NFL has ruled on several different domestic violence cases. And I don't look, you know what? Matter of fact, we need a statistician. We Look, if you're listening to the show, you 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 can figure some things out for us. Yo, know, holler, call us Email us, do something Because I was trying to find out What were the prior domestic violence uh, Cases that Goodell and the NFL Had to rule against And what type of suspensions they gave them Because I can't remember the last time a domestic violence case Got an indefinite suspension And I think that Again, that's why I agree with you. They're trying to protect the Shield And that's the reason why they gave them an indefinite But at the end of the day Like it wasn't. I don't think that it was. That. I think that obviously uh, or, or like like they both had their part in this. You know what I'm mean? saying? So is Janae a victim or was she part of a fight? It looks like they had a fight.
2: So well, but she she's still the victim, though. I mean, at the end of the day, that's a man versus a woman. I, I don't think. Hey, I, I wouldn't paint Ray Rice as a, as a victim at all. I mean, I'm not saying that you no, 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 that's no, no, wait, you're wait, saying,
4: but. wait, wait, Kyle, wait, Kyle, Kyle, don't put words in my mouth, bro. No, 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 no I, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying is that they were equally at, at fault. Now, what I'm saying, look, Ray Rice shouldn't have done that. He should have displayed more restraint. Bro, you are NFL running, like, you're stronger than 85% of the men out here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you, should, no man should ever attack a woman in that way. So I'm not condoning that. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, the same way Stephen A said, you know, what well, got him suspended, and, you know, we run our own network, so ain't nobody gonna suspend me. Sometimes women can provoke it. Obviously, we saw Janae I slack. I disagree. But go ahead.
2: Now, I'm gonna let you finish I'm, I'm your point, saying, but I totally disagree. We
4: we saw Janae slack. Ray Rice, and again, I'm not saying that that warranted Ray Rice to get her with a left hook and then knock her out against the rail. I'm not saying that whatsoever at all. He should have definitely displayed more self-control in that aspect. But at the end of the day, even Janae herself, she said, and she, she had a statement on Twitter, I don't have it in front of me, I can't quote or unquote nothing, but she played a part in it. That's all I'm saying. They both were at fault, Ray Rice more so, because he should have had more restraint. But, yo, at the end of the day, I just, I think that an indefinite ban
5: was a little excessive. I think one year,
4: I think what the Baltimore Ravens did was on par with what they're thinking in that organization is. Um, And I feel that everybody just completely dumping on Ray Rice. Is I, I, I don't think that's appropriate because how about all of these other domestic violence cases that the NFL had to rule against? The only difference is, is that there's no video evidence. But well, you can't tell me well, that. Well, that's a huge that's, a huge
2: that's a huge difference though. I mean, you, you you don't have a choice at that point.
6: The, man, the NFL man.
2: ruled on other domestic violence issues, but if 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 you know, I don't know if Lawrence Taylor beat up his wife and his wife didn't press charges, the NFL looked the other way. I mean that's that's been the that's been the pretty <laughs> much history of of the, how they've handled domestic violence in the NFL. But Janae didn't press charges. Jenae of course didn't she didn't. Charges. But why do you think she didn't press charges? She didn't press charges because she may be living in fear. We don't know that. I mean, I, and I and I hate to make general statements about someone's marriage because I don't know. I'm not married to. her. I'm not Ray Rice. I don't know Ray Rice. But I'm just I'm, I'm giving you an example. We don't know. And for Goodell to have heard the victim and the aggressor ray rice in the same room when they're questioning you don't do that that was i mean that was terrible but i mean and he should know better because roger goodell is a law he practiced law before he became commissioner he knows better so i and and i know we got i'm I'm gonna jump to ken before i get my my two cents and we got we've already got people on the line waiting so uh ken what was your take on it man on the the whole ban and the suspension uh, it was. It, it, I mean, you know, without a doubt, it would be appropriate action. Hey, after you
3: saw this man knock this woman clean out, and then drag her out to the elevator, and then kick her again when she don't want to get up because she's knocked out, right? You know, so uh, you know, granted, we could argue about the timing, of it. You know about what they should have done uh-huh. the first time, about whether or not they needed to see the tape to suspend this ban for domestic violence. This is something that's a little unprecedented for the NFL. We all know that. They're learning it. Um, Even though they've dealt with issues like this before, this isn't the first time NFL players have gotten in trouble before for domestic violence. Right? But this is the first time in this social media world where everything is available in this TMZ world where Nothing you do in the, in, in the dark stays in the dark. So they're having to, again, try to figure this all out. And their mm-hmm. policies obviously are outdated. So, you know, and uh, so, yeah. So as soon as the tape come out, they saw it, They were like, I think they were happy to they came out, to be honest with you. Because they took so much heat for what happened. This was like, oh, this is perfect. Now we can go back and make what was wrong right.
6: So,
3: Baltimore Ravens jumped out and they were like, look, he is out. Now, the problem that I do have with the Baltimore Ravens is that even though the NFL commissioner suspended him for two games, they could have instituted an additional punishment on top of that. Exactly. They let him go. So, they could have taken it a step further, but they decided. Because they want to play football games, they'll just ride out with what the commissioner said. And they could have very well This is what they knew they couldn't because anybody that saw that table was like, looking at Baltimore Ravens, tapping their feet like, and with their arms folded. So, uh, the NFL, obviously, uh, they had to make, you know, take a course of action as well, and they had to get rid of it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, they're going back and forth saying we just see the tape. They didn't make much effort to get the tape. I think there's some legal ramifications, there's some legal proceedings on how they can go about to the tape or requesting the tape uh, from what I've read, so I'm not 100% sure how all of that works out uh, because I think the casino said they they gave the tape to the local authorities and somebody had the uh, agent, right? Somebody had the tape. Right. They didn't want to see the tape. So there's plausible deniability at this point. So, um, so I, I think, you know what, you know, it, it's, obviously it's the correct a- action to take and I really want to see how,
7: you know, what they do moving forward. Do
3: you always need visual evidence now is the question to suspend somebody for domestic violence? Or, if there's a case that somebody's convicted for domestic violence, should they be expelled out of the league? Period. You know, right. you take the heart. I think those are the conversations
2: that I think we'll we'll have moving forward. I, I think I think you make some great points. I'm going to get my two cents in, and like I said, I'm going to jump to the uh, phone lines. Phone number to call in: six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in to the best sports show, the best sports talk show on the internet. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. Once again, I am your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my co-hosts Beesy, Fifo, and Ken. You know us. Hit us up six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six um here's my thing and, and i I will start first by saying I am a father of and I have a daughter, I have a mother, all of us have mothers i These last few days have been mind boggling with some of the explanations that i've seen men black men, white men, asian men, mexican men give. Or excuses for what Ray Rice did.
6: Mm-hmm. Everybody
2: knows that it was a terrible, horrible act. I mean, and it's, it's what's mind-boggling is we had this conversation two or three months ago when it when, when it happened. Yeah. We had the same yeah. conversation, and we all we had to go off of was the video. That's all we had to go off of the video, and and you'd be surprised at how many people tweeted us. Call the show. Hey, we don't know. There's three. I kept. How many times I hear there's three sides to every story. That's bullshit. There was no three sides to every story. I don't care. And and I even had a a, a, a Facebook quote unquote friend tell me, you know that Rice was the victim. I'm like, what? How? He's a grown man. He works. He uses his hand for a li- hands for a living. There's no way that you can tell me that he couldn't have restrained her without swinging on her. You know, Jay-Z caught flack for not, I mean, he, Jay-Z was praised, but also caught flack for the incident that happened with Solange in the ele- elevator. But at the end of the day, Jay-Z didn't hit her. Ray Rice hit his wife. Not I don't care how you splice it. I don't care if you spit on me. I, I mean, I mean, and, and now don't get me, get me wrong. Spitting is probably most one of the most despicable things you can do to a person But I'm still not going to hit you At the end of the day I am a man There's not a woman walking the face of this earth That I can't hit and knock out cold And it's not like I'm that big And that, and that goes for everybody on this phone call Everybody And every and every guy that's listening And I'm pissed off because I, the, of the attitudes That we have taken As if to blame her Now I don't know Janae Rice I I am at all at the end of the day all I could do is pray for her, pray for her marriage. I don't know. I don't even I don't know why she married him. I don't know why she's still with him. But you know what? That's not for me to decide. The issue is is that the NFL I in my heart of hearts, I think the NFL saw that tape. At the very least, yeah. they knew the tape existed and they didn't go through the proper channels to get it, to say, exactly. "Oh well, yeah, well, we got, we got this tape, and, and, you know, he's knocking his wife out, but we're not going to take a look at it? This is the same NFL that had 10,000 documents on Bounty Gate, and they suspended yep. a coach, a coach, for a year. So you can get 10,000 emails on Bounty Gate with the New Orleans Saints, but you can't what press if, and lean on the police for a tape. About, no, yeah. Oh, 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 you know that was my next. That was my next thing. And, and FIFA, I want to go back to what you said as far as the indefinite suspension. When Michael Vick was suspended for dog fighting, his suspension was indefinite. What they ended up doing was letting it, run concurrent with the jail jail time that he spent away, two years. So he was technically suspended from the league for two years, but he, he you know, he really, he, I mean, he was, he, he didn't play basically. But my point is, is that. No, we didn't we didn't have to see Mike Vick kill a dog for him to be, you know, suspended. And for the NFL to take this stance, I think it's just I mean it's piss poor. And Roger Goodell has to answer to somebody. Unfortunately, the Players Association a Players Association has made Roger Goodell judge and jury. So who does he answer to? He answers to owners. What well, how, how hard are they going to lean on him? I'm just. I don't like the fact that the NFL. I think they not only did they see this tape. At the very least, if if we give them the benefit of doubt and say that they didn't see it, there's no way that you can tell me that they what it was. They didn't want to see it. That's the bottom line. And they wanted this story to go away. So now the tape comes out. Okay, let's kick Ray Rice out. So we look. So we look good. And, and it, it. it was killing yeah. me to watch these analysts on ESPN, who has a partnership with the NFL, the NFL Network. They're not going to be critical of their own company. You know, they're basically saying, "Well, you know, Roger Goodell did what he had to do." That's bullshit. He did what he what he did the easy thing. That's the easy route. The the easier the harder route would have been to to have suspended him back when he saw him dragging her out of the elevator, because what that lended to the, the creed of the fact that somehow Janae Rice invited to get knocked out. And that's not the case. But I, no, I got a lot thing, to say, but, but no, I I'm God. not gonna keep talk I'm sorry, go ahead. Hold on.
4: But but you know what there, there there's a second aspect to this too. Like what does that say about our judicial system?
2: You know, what it, I mean? it says Where, a lot, FIFO, to be honest, because keep in mind system. Ray Rice was not charged. He ended a Pre-trial exactly. intervention and he it, it, you know what FIFO, if it was me and you we'd still be in jail. That's the bottom line. Probably. Money prestige, status, you can't tell me that that doesn't have a place in, in this in, in this country that we live in. Now, I love the country where we live in, but if you got money, you got prestige, you can get around a whole lot of shit. That's the bottom yep. line. Um, let, let me jump to the phone lines here. Let's go to, uh, you're on the line with uh, Dead End Sports. Let me go to 516, 516, calling you on the air. Which name? Where you calling from?
1: Hello. Krishna. Hello. Uh, Hello, everybody. What's hey, going on? Not much. How are you all Brooklyn doing? Brooklyn in the house. Always.
4: Oh, Brooklyn. What's up? What's up, Brooklyn? What's going on, in Brooklyn? Now?
1: So I'm listening to you guys talk about Ray Rice. I told Kyle I would come lend the lady a woman's voice. And we appreciate minutes. it. We don't get a lot of ladies to
2: call in, so we definitely appreciate you for calling in, Kristen.
1: So what you got yeah, for tonight?
2: That.
1: So here's my take on everything. Now, I'm not going to talk about his indefinite suspension because I don't really know how I feel about the indefinite suspension, but I know that he needed to be suspended and that the two games, even from the little clip of the tape that we saw, was absolutely ridiculous. And the NFL should have just done better. Mm-hmm. That's long and short. They should have done better from the beginning because the little clip of the video that we originally saw was still like, what? Did he just drag right. her body out of the right. elevator? So they just, like you all have said, they were just worried about saving face and continuing to do what happens in society all the time. Specifically with black women, domestic violence is one of those things that is just ignored. And you know, I heard the, I heard you guys bring up the whole Jay Z thing. Those two things are slightly different because this is okay, a couple so. who is married. 'Cause this is a couple who was engaged at the time, I guess, or married now.
2: No, oh, they yeah, and they were engaged. Now now keep in mind they were engaged at the time. They weren't even supposed to get married until next year. So the speculation has been is that they moved their wedding up, got married really quick, so by the time he went to trial and by the time he had to face Rodney. She
4: Goodell, couldn't testify.
1: They, exactly. She wouldn't be able exactly. to testify. But exactly. what a lot of what I'm seeing, you know, now, especially with the whole tape coming out, it's not just that he hit her. It's the way that the whole thing went down. And it's not the spitting, and it's not any of that. It's just the way that he hit her is remin- If You can tell by the way he hit her that that's not the first time he hit her. Right? That's This is not a one-off situation like the Beyonce, Jay-Z thing in the elevator. And that is considered a fight as opposed to domestic violence, which is something that's ongoing. So with that said, you know, when a couple... When a couple is in a domestic violence type of situation, the woman does might do things to please her hus- her husband, fiancé, boyfriend, whatever. And in this right. particular case, that's what all of these things are. Her sitting up there apologizing for her part in it. What was her part in it? When we first saw this, what was her part in it? Getting dragged out of an elevator? We didn't even right. know anything about what happened. So these are the kind of things that people... That abusers and abusees Or or victims do. If you're a victim You want to make sure that the person Who is victimizing you doesn't continue to do so So you do things to please them She has she apologizes For her part in it As of what today she had that Instagram thing up. That the media is ruining your yeah. life The media right. didn't ruin your life Your life was already in peril ru- The media exactly. just kind of Bought a spotlight on it now, Thank you. with all that to be, with all that said, you know, this is a man who's a football player. His job is to crash into other men. That that in and of itself is a reason for him to be able to understand how to restrain himself. But he doesn't because, outside of everything else, he's an abuser, and this kind of stuff will continue to happen. Especially now Abusers want to control Now his whole life is out of control Because he's lost his job right, He doesn't right. know if he's ever going to get to play again Who does anybody think he's going to take that on, out on? He's going to take it out on her So that Instagram was her way of deflecting all of that Oh see you see what you guys have done to, to our happy happy family we're Typically we're not like this Yes you are And everybody knows it And that's why everybody's been reacting the way they've reacted. reacting and so, you know, it just—it's one of the things that I've come to see, like I'm as I watch the things pass on social media. And if you see me on Facebook or if you see me on Twitter, you will see how outraged, how upset I am because I can't believe that people are defending a man who knocked a woman out cold. I don't care if she spit on him. And again, I'm one of those people. If you spit on me, I probably might try to knock you out cold. <laughs> but he's. I don't care if you, she spit on you And those little taps that she gave him Weren't hurting Weren't hurtful And I'm not saying that She should hit But they weren't hurtful And he Knocked her out And she hit her head If she would have died The conversation yeah. would have been Something different Oh my different. god
2: Yeah it would have been A totally different conversation
1: You know but in this In this in this country and in our community specifically domestic violence is not a big deal if she would have died big deal but she didn't die so no big deal right but that's not right it's not right this is a woman who is clearly suffering from stockholm syndrome and she thinks she's in love and that's why she has to do all these things because the idea of being married is it what's in her head it doesn't matter that she's in love, if she is, it's real love or not. It's just the idea of love. It's what I think is love. It's what's fueling right. all this. And fear. And fear. How could she not be fearful? Sitting up on that podium with that man, her head hung down, looking terrible. He never even apologized to her. Yeah, he, he apologized never even to everybody else. Press, right. He apologized to me. He apologized to Kyle. He said dead-end sports, I'm sorry. He didn't say a single thing to the woman he knocked out. And that is classic abuser. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's classic abuser. He's treating her as if she's not worth anything. And the NFL just said, it's okay. It's okay. The only reason we're having this conversation now is because of the, uh, the outrage that followed that video coming out. And people calling for heads, and not just his head, the commissioner's head. Every, everybody was like, yeah. everybody needs to go. Not everybody's worried about their job. So they had to make a call, and that was why that call was made. So, Definitely, I mean, I, definitely,
2: you know, definitely. Hey, well, we definitely appreciate you for calling
1: in, Krista. I stayed up just for you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, as always, we appreciate the support. Thanks for calling in.
1: Thanks, Tom.
2: All right, Pete. Thank you. Phone number Krishna calls six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh phone lines are lit up, man. Let's 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 you, let's jump on them uh, let's go to nine one zero. Nine one zero calling you on the air. Which name were you calling from?
4: What's going on, Kyle? What's, this? What's up, Tiffany? Chilling. What's chilling. up, so, Krishna basically hit everything I wanted to hit as a woman. What I would love to hit though is a couple of different areas. So coming from the perspective of a journalist and now as somebody who works in public relations. So first off, as a journalist, TMZ is not journalism. It is a blog. It is a tabloid. What probably happened with the leaking of this particular tape, and do put leaking in quotation marks, TMZ probably got to somebody on that investigation team, peeled them off a couple of thousand dollars with this, let me hold the tape. It was a matter of, let me put this, let me put $10,000 in your PayPal account, and you hand me that tape. And that's what happened. Right. That's why TMZ is not credible journalism. But like a broken clock is twice a day, they got it right every once in a while, right? So, um, we saw the tape. That's why Ray Rice was suspended indefinitely. Of course. It's not because the NFL saw it. It's not because, you know, it was some grave, mis- just, you know, some something yep. that, that happened. And he suspended right. because we saw the tape. Now, what you have in NFL is a multi-billion dollar corporation, international multi-billion dollar corporation. It has a massive brand. So when you're branding something, anything that looks bad on your brand, you have to cut that off. Mm-hmm. He was bringing down the brand of the NFL, not necessarily saying that um, it's only him because trust and believe he is not the only abuser in the NFL. There Hold have on. been tons and tons and tons of instances, but as one of uh, one of you guys said before, there's no video evidence. Well, there will be a lot of video evidence coming up now, and you better believe it. So, in branding, um, he's making the Ravens look bad. The Ravens belong to the NFL. That, by extension, makes the NFL look bad. So they put it on the Ravens, look, keep fucking up your brand. You get rid of right. him. And we don't have to be the hatchet guy, and we look good in the end. Now, Roger Bell fucked up, first off, by saying, oh, you got to sit down for two games because hitting a woman is wrong. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that you hit her, but we did see you drag her. If you look at the tape and how he hit her and then she hit the rail, he was just standing there like bitchy playing. If you look at the way he kept tapping her to wake up, If you look at the way that he tried to stand her on her feet whenever people came around, that's not the first time that's happened. I guarantee you it's not the last time it's going to happen. Everything Krishna told you about classic victim, classic abuser, that shit is true. Do all the research you want to do on what
8: a victim looks like. That woman sat there during that press conference, head hung down, not saying anything. She didn't even look up to make eye contact with anybody. Why not? Because he probably told her not to you women women who have been abused
4: and women who continue to stay a lot of people look at them as weak they're strong they're in survival mode you do what you have to do to survive there are far more women who got killed trying to get
8: away than women who stay and allow things to run their course i guarantee you it's a whole lot of women who get killed trying to leave
4: their abuser than the women who stay and do what they have to do she has a child involved this is this is much bigger then everybody sitting back pontificating about bullshit they know nothing about. Everybody who's saying that she provoked him, she spit on him, she did this. These are people who clearly have not been around people who have been abused, people who don't know people who have been abused, and people who have survived abuse are all around you. All you got to do is look. Let let
2: me ask ask you real quick, Tiffany. How how do you think, what do you think about how Goodell handled this? uh, Because that's the... That you know once you know okay Ray Rice is done he that's that's already done so moving forward what should be done if if we can if we could get proof and it's going back and forth between you know TMZ and and everybody else and and the third the authorities in the state of New Jersey as to whether or not this tape was you know viewed by uh, the NFL if let's say we have proof that B and I are right that Roger Goodell saw the tape.
4: The only thing this does is this brings down his stock even more. So, of course, right. Roger Dale is probably the most hated NFL commissioner in probably history. Hands his down. I mean, That's not even close. I mean, really. But at the end of the day, he's a businessman. And he has to do what's right for his business in order to keep that business grossing the amount of money that it's grossing. So he did what he had to do to cover his ass. He know they fucked up the first time. He knew that two games, and then of course you get all these women's groups, and I mean the fastest growing demographics for NFL fans are women. Right. And you think about it, we are no longer a minority. So if you piss off women, I'm gonna tell you like this: you piss off women and you piss off gay people, your business is gonna fail. I don't care yeah. what you I don't care what you offering, I don't care what how good your product is, it's gonna fail. And so right now, he's in the process of trying to go back and salvage what relationship he thought he had. And so at this point, that's what he's going to do looking forward. You better believe he's in the room with PR professionals from all across the world trying to fix this thing because that's how he's going to fix it. He's losing the battle in the public, so he has to win it in the public. So like I said, in the chat room in about a week, this story is going to blow over because it's going to be a completely different news cycle. So that's what – they just have to ride the course. they got to ride this news cycle out. So then after that happens, what they're going to have to start doing is partnering with domestic violence groups and um, battered women's shelters and all these different kinds of things to slowly rebuild their brand. And they're going to have to be committed to it. It's going to have to be a part of the NFL fabric. That's what they're going to have to do, and that's what he's going to start to do if he's smart. Cause he would keep, I mean, Definitely.
6: he got to save his business.
2: That is so true. That is so true. Well, hey, Tiffany, we definitely appreciate you for calling in and dropping science with us, man. Definitely appreciate it. All
3: right, man. All right.
2: All right, we'll thanks. talk to you thanks, later.
4: Stephanie. All right, bye, y'all.
2: Peace. All right, thanks. Phone number, Tiffany, call four. us. Uh, I'm about to give out my cell phone number. Damn, 646 four six four us uh, we Man, phone lines are still mm-hmm. lit up, man. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go right here in the ATL. Area code 404 calling you in the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
8: Hi, this is Shell and I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Shell Toes like on these hoes. Shell Toes <laughs> on these hoes. What what's
2: I'm up, guys? About. What's up? What you got for us
8: tonight? Hey, what's Oh, I'm probably going to catch a lot of heat because I'm a woman, but I have a little bit slightly different perspective. I think that, first okay. of all, I'm just irritated by a lot of this swirling around is obviously based on strong opinion. And I think I come from a conviction where, first of all, they—I I do feel like the NFL saw the tape or at least knew more of what happened um, outside of that first clip. I think that now they have indefinitely
1: suspended him
8: because the tape did hit the public. So, with that, I do agree with the first two callers. I don't think that a lot of people would have reacted the way, you know, the way they are if that tape was not. But at the end of the day, I thought the, uh, the initial information didn't include the heat here. Her. Mm-hmm. So if you feel strongly against domestic abuse or violence, why is it just now this terrible outcry? It should have been that to begin with. But maybe I'm missing something. I don't know.
2: No, I, I um, think I think you're right. You're you're right. I, I think the thing is, Sheldows, is that what happened is, is that the there was an outcry, and and I don't know if you got a chance to hear our show a couple of months ago when we talked about it, because we talked about it, and it, that that was pretty much the show, and it was we talked about it as far as like how that came about, and but then there was so much speculation in between as to, and and here again when Janae and Ray Rice met when they met authorities and when they met the commissioner their stories made it sound as if, or at least thats the, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the NFL is spinning right now. The NFL is spinning that they made it sound as if the fight wasn't as bad as it was. We didn't see the tape, so we just took them for their word for it. Okay? So maybe that might help you a little bit. Okay, yeah. Well,
8: even, even still, I, I definitely am not justifying what you did, but I'm of the belief that it takes two um, when I watch the video, what I see is when she comes around the corner, it looks like he kind of jumped at her. I don't know. If he, he spit at her.
2: That's where he spit at he her. The Associated Press released a, a longer version of the tape that actually has audio. When she came around the corner, he spat at her and he cursed at her. That, that's oh. what, Well, we don't know what happened before they came on camera, but when they came on camera, that's the first thing that happened.
8: Okay, yeah, because from my perspective, the, the video that I watched, it looked like she came around the corner. I couldn't tell that he spit on her because I guess my first reaction that somebody spits on me, she hit him. She did hit him, but I didn't see her wipe her face or anything, so that's why I didn't know what he did. But then when he got in the elevator, you know, it looked like he said something to her, she said something, he hit her, whatever. I just think that he definitely should have showed more restraint there was a way that he could have diffused that situation given his stature and his profession that didn't involve punching her out like that. However, I do agree that she's in the wrong as well. Like, if if wrong is wrong, and I'm a person that believes wrong is wrong, I think that a lot of people put tears and layers on, you know, different crimes and various actions and justify things how they want to, but I think wrong is wrong. I don't think that either one of them were stranger to this type of behavior. It looks like this is something that had gone on in their home before. I don't. I hesitate to use to use the word victim. I use the word victim for her, yes, because she was injured. But in a sense, you know, he's a victim as well. And I know you've already said that you disagree with that. But I just kind of feel yeah, wrong is wrong. Both of them were charged initially, so I think in the eyes of the law they were wrong. I think that if you're going to say that it's wrong for somebody to put hands on somebody, it, it, it's wrong. Period.
6: And I mean that.
8: That's this is coming from someone. I mean, I'm the baby girl of three brothers. um, a very overprotected father, I'm likely to carry. You know, I've even gotten into a few stuff with myself, and I can't. I can't sit here and say that I have not popped off against another man. Oh,
2: okay, let, time, let me let me stop. Let me stop you right there, Shelltoes. I'm, 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 I'm going to show. I'm, I want to make a point real quick right here. You said you're the baby girl, uh, and you have three brothers. Yes. Okay, and a protective father. Yes, if 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 Janae Rice is shell toes, there's no way. And I don't know your brothers or your father, but there's no way in hell that your father or nor your brothers would agree with what you just said just now. Maybe you well, have a different perspective being a woman, but as a man, and there are four of the men, there are three other men on this call, and thousands listening, there's no man that can will co-sign with that that would put that back on her. And like I said, I don't understand your perspective because you're a woman. But, and I and I, I hear where I trust me, I, I feel where you're coming from. I just think that if, in instances like this, we as men—I can't speak for a woman because I'm not a woman—we as men, if we don't draw the line in the sand and say wrong is wrong, I, I would never say that she's wrong because at the end of the day, Ray Rice, he—he he, like Krishna said earlier, he—he he, he runs into other men for a living. He uses his hands every day. My wife knows how to restrain a three hundred pound man. So you mean to tell me he couldn't restrain his girl? No, no i mean uh, uh Well, well, Kyle, hold, hold on, Kyle.
3: Uh, Go Yeah, I I, 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 I hear your point, but when you are in an emotional relationship with somebody, I think there's certain restraints uh, that are in place sometimes would go out of the window because the reaction is emotion, not logic or this is my job or anything like that. If there's a situation where Ray Rice gets into an altercation with somebody on the football field, his reaction will be an emotional reaction to fight with him. If he's not as connected to him as he is to his woman, and if they've been living together, and they've been having spats all over the place. I, I I I can
2: see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. He obviously. But well, what I'm saying is, Ken, is that yeah, it, it's easy for me to play. play Monday morning quarterback sitting in my chair. But what I'm saying is, is that there still has to be some level, even if even if they even if they have a toxic relationship. Let's just keep it real. We all know a Ray Rice, we all know a Janae Rice. I I don't think I'm far-fetched in saying it, am I? If we don't know him very close, we've known people who have these type of relationships. So my point is, at some point in time, there has to be some level of restraint. I don't know what that level of restraint is. But for Ray Rice, he could have killed her. Looking at that video, I mean, like, she literally could have died. And that's what I have a problem with. I mean, I have a problem with the well, whole thing, and, but and I just you know, I, I just don't know that if I I don't know that if you had a daughter, you would say the same thing. And maybe I'm maybe it's a little bit more emotional for me cuz I have a daughter. My daughter's only 3. Or well, she's she's about to be 3. If somebody had done that to her, the la- I promise you the last words I would have heard was you have the right to remain silent. Cuz I'd have killed him. I promise you. Yeah,
3: I mean, you know what? If if I had a look and I was close to probably having a daughter, right? So I thought about all of this stuff. What would happen if she got into all the altercation with a dude, you know, finding the story. Yeah, of course, I will have an emotional reaction to a man assaulting my daughter. Absolutely. But I will also be the person to also try to coach and guide her on how to interact with men and women. Because situations happen, and of course. not every situation is avoidable or has a certain level of restraint on it. So, as a father, it is my job to make sure that she has all the tools and guidance that she needs in order to protect and survive her, herself. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not as easy as saying, "Hey, that man should put your hands on you." We all know that nobody in the world, in the right, in this world would. You know, at least there will be few people That would actually, you know, say that that shouldn't happen You know, that's the easy Thing to say It's easy to say that You know, uh, he should hit her Or no man should ever put his woman on her But the reality And all of the statistical data Of all of the incidents that's happening Is counter to that So there is something missing When it comes to us Raising children Not only me as a parent
7: or you as mm-hmm. a
3: parent, or other parents that are out there, we're missing something. We're not teaching You're right. the boy how to behave, and we're not teaching the woman how to behave because it goes both ways. So you know, and, and and you know, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, "Hey, Ray Rice, you, you should restrain yourself. You shouldn't be doing that." Yeah,
2: I think Ray Rice knows that. But whatever
3: happened, he didn't have it that day.
2: Hey, he may not, yeah, and, and and I can understand how things can can escalate. Now I want to, Shelto's. I want to get back to you. Go ahead and finish your statement. I, I'm sorry I cut you off. I just wanted to throw that two cents. in do you have anything else you wanted to chime in on? Well,
8: I was just going to say yes. It, it absolutely goes both ways. I was going to say that my father, and my brothers are absolutely my number one protector, and I do. And it, Ray's reaction was excessive. I'm not excusing that at all. But my father, his favorite speech to give is he never put his hands on me to discipline me or otherwise. He never put his hands on my
2: Can you hear me? Yeah, no, no. I I was agreeing. I said, same here. I I don't spank my daughter.
8: Right. So his favorite speech to give is, you know, to any gentleman or, you know, my significant other is not to put his hands on me because he never did. But he also turned around to me and said the same thing. You don't put your hands on him. Oh, no question. Either. So, oh, yeah, I just, I definitely think that it goes both ways. And, you know, I, I, I don't know of anybody personally who um, has been abused. So I can't speak from that mindset. Like, I I just, I can't personally relate to that. I don't understand how you get trapped in such a situation like that. And it's hard for me to kind of really choose one side or the other just because she, she did go on to marry him. And she is. Releasing such statements That or defending her husband I'm not married either So I mean I don't know I don't know what that life is like But I mean that, That's just my viewpoint
2: Okay okay Well we definitely appreciate you You got anything else for us?
8: No that's
2: it Well thank you for calling in We definitely appreciate it
5: Alright
2: yeah, thank you Alright yeah, See. Oh. phone number Shell Toes call called uh, 646-478-0356 uh, like we still got full fall lines. Let's go to, looks like we got a Skype caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up? What's going on, brother?
7: Hey, what's good, man?
2: Who is
3: this?
7: James Jane Deggs. Jane Deggs from Australia. What's up, man? Oh, what's, what's going on, on Jane Deggs? Calling what's from up, Australia. Bro? It's a shame that the first weekend of the regular season, um, the first show after the regular season has to go down like this
6: hmm.
7: Yeah, but um I just wanna chime in on this Rice very, very situation. Uh yeah, basically everyone has basically said what um what I wanted to say, but I just want to look at it from a different perspective. Okay, go ahead. So I grew up I grew up in a home, like my dad was a very violent guy. Like, domestic violence is something that I've grown up with, like, most of my high school and, like, uh, primary school when I was back in Kenya. So, yeah, um, this is something that I've lived with, like, I've grown up with. And this, it really takes a toll on you mentally, physically, mm-hmm. obviously it does, because I was a small boy and I couldn't do anything to protect my mom and sister. But it really does take a toll on you. So, like, when I listen to people... Like you, like you said at the beginning of the show, the guys who are like they're saying that um, they're trying to justify what he did was right. It's there's no way that you can justify that, like, because the effect it takes on her as a woman, like, even though she might have provoked her provoked him in a certain way, like there's no there's no relationship between a man and a woman when no one is provoking the other. If you were to count every single time a chick provoked you, man, you'd be beating up like you'd be beating up like every other time, you know. But mm. the only thing is, you need to have that self-control. Like, it's 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 one thing to um, take all the provo- provocation from a woman and all that, but it's another thing to beat her up because that just takes a toll on her mentally and physically. And if you have kids, like. Like me, for example Like, it's a really tough situation to grow up in Um, Luckily, I got out of it I grew out of it And I have a lovely mother who Just, like Helped us, like Grow into what we are now But At the same time Not everyone has that person who can Who they can lean on So in the case of Janae, like I don't know, like, who she can Lean on because at the end of the day, this guy when he when he loses his job like this, he goes back home and sees her. He she's the first person he sees, and Mm -hmm. like my dad, my dad lost his job when he was just because of this similar shit. So when he came back home, the first person he saw was my mom, and obviously he, because he was a natural like that that was his nature, just like being physical and whatever. So, like, as the ladies in front of me have said, like Tiff and all those guys, there's going to be another incident. Like, it's not just... You can take away his job, you can take away all these things, but it's the person, like, that's probably his nature and it's not going to change. And probably every time he looks at her from now on, he's just going to be thinking, you're the reason to have a job. You're the reason to right. have an endorsement with Nike. You're the reason, you know. And, yeah, he's, that's his nature. Like... I don't know I don't know how Um It's a start Like Getting all these things from him It's a start But I don't know if it's enough You know And uh Yeah lastly I just wanted to say that Some people really piss you off Like if you don't do Like Prime example is Um Roger Godell, Like not doing the research On such a topic It's such a sensitive topic You know mm-hmm. But the fact that It doesn't affect so many people Um they don't consider it high on the list. Or, for example, racism, for example, like the Donald Sterling thing. When that happened, everyone was, like, so many people were irritated and, like, all wanted Sterling to go, you know. But when it comes to, like, things like domestic violence, like drugs, and the the people involved are not as much. So you'll have others just giving their two cents without um, doing the research on how this affects people and... The type of um, the type of example you're showing to others, as the NFL, for example. Right, so right. That's all. That's
2: what I have to say. Hey man, well as always, James man, we definitely appreciate you calling in from Australia, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Thanks for the. All right, man. Yeah, definitely. We'll holler at you. Peace. Phone number my man James called in from Australia, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Still got four phone lines. Let's jump to the call. Let's see. We got uh area code eight oh eight six zero eight six zero. You're on the line live with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, what up? It's it's Eric from, from CT. Eric, what's going on, man? What's
5: good, Eric? Eric?
2: Um I just wanted
3: to answer uh C question from uh before about uh prior cases. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the most recent ones was Dez Bryant a couple years ago with his mom. I don't, I don't
4: think he got any any uh, suspension from the league for that. Correct? No, no, no suspension.
2: Um. Uh. And
5: and then Brandon Marshall. Uh. A, a couple years before Ooh, that, oh yeah, yeah. Brandon
4: Marshall.
5: The um. The uh.
4: Police call on that They all leaked that too
2: Yeah they did Yeah Brandon Marshall had a, a domestic uh, Situation against his wife uh, I think he was in Miami at the time When he was playing with the Dolphins uh, No suspension from the league He you know they entered some type of Diversion treatment type thing He was discovered to be bipolar And they just kept it moving Yeah so Nothing you know what? There was no
3: video, I don't think. Even though you said at least a call, um, you know. Uh, yeah, well, video, having video makes
2: a difference because you got to keep in mind, yes. uh, the 49ers have a guy right now, uh, Ray McDonald. Ray McDonald played this past Sunday. He played in a game Sunday, but uh, what was it? Less than four days after uh, Roger Goodell had instituted the new domestic violence policy, Ray McDonald was charged with domestic violence against his pregnant uh wife
6: which uh, he for for the for the, yeah.
2: uh, for the Carolina Panthers is playing now and he just I think he entered a plea during the off season so he could be facing su- suspension too
3: Yeah I, I think uh and, and I thank you for uh, bringing up these earlier uh incidents because you know again Ray Rice is the most visible because right. Uh, Video and TMZ And all of these other entities So people do tend to forget What has happened In the past and the lack of Action that has been taken in the past With a policy In place
2: Right 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 you're right Ken good point You got anything else for us Tonight Eric
3: That's it man just wanted to uh,
4: throw that out for, for you guys
2: Yeah appreciate that Eric Appreciate you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it.
3: All right. Peace.
2: Peace. Phone number, Eric, call 646 You're locked into dead-end sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Tonight, man, we're talking Ray Rice. We're, talking, we're going to get to some other NFL talk because week one has been completed. Uh, we're definitely going to talk fantasy football. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks, another racist owner about to sell a team. Uh, programming, uh, if you're fans of hip-hop, or if you're fans of dead-end hip-hop, Make sure that you tune in tomorrow night. Dead End Hip Hop will be on my show, uh, The 12 Radio Show. Uh, Two hours talking hip hop all night. The whole crew, BZ, Ken, and FIFO, but we also bring in uh, my man Modest Media. You know him from behind the camera. And uh, the wild and crazy Mike C Town. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, Get your questions, uh, anything that you got for Dead End Hip Hop. Make sure that you hit us up tomorrow night. Right here, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, my show, 12 radio show. We will be posting it as well on here as well. Uh, the phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Now let's jump back to the phone lines, man. Eight oh four. That's got to be the sixth man. Q Q. What up? Yo yo yo. What up Q? What up What up? it's
3: good. First and and, foremost.
4: Thank
5: you. Hey, Yo. hey Q, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say appreciate you shouting out me and people about our uh, running back video. You know what I'm saying? Man, you already
3: know, man. I don't know. <laughs> two out of four ain't bad, but, you know, I'm not to <laughs> talk about the uh, other two. It's all we'll good, though, but whatever. I um, just wanted to say that uh, before y'all get on my Eagles or whatever, just know that Oregon struggled with MSU too and ain't got the best offense, but the defense is like that. And when a team that's that very fast meets teams that don't move that much in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, defense, it takes a minute to get accustomed to how to play against them. So the second half tells you all you need to know. Anyone still doubting us, please stop. Um, I just want to say I ate on my fantasy team. I had Calvin and Antonio Brown. I was getting it this entire weekend, so you already know. But um, I want to reply to – this I guess what everyone's talking about right now is Ray Rice. Okay. Um
6: <clears throat>
3: Ray Rice, man, uh I like the guy as a running back, but here's why I think people are coming down so hard on him. And I, I I haven't been listening to it, so I really just got in right now. Um, it's just because they have video now. Like like you can't deny that. Yeah. You know like <laughs> yeah. like you like, like like you like you have to have you have to do yeah. something. Regardless of any report you can sway a report to saying, "Oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, oh man, trust me, we we've been reconciled that, or oh, that was just a misunderstanding. I lost my temper. It wasn't even that hard, hard of a hit." You can't tell me that looking at that video, that Ray I can even say it it really was just a misunderstanding. Like you can't even do that because she he just like man, he's Tyson hooked her, and then she hit the. The whole, the, like the pole, and she she could have died in that ele- elevator, dog. Like we all know what like the impact to the temple can do to someone. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So you, have you, to you know what I was this. telling though, Q, is that there was no sense of panic or urgency. Like he yep. was just. It was almost like he was standing over, like man, get up, get mm-hmm. up, you know that type of thing.
3: Yep. And here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm. I, I think this is different from a lot of cases. Um, because there are two sides of the way I feel about this. This is my first side. I feel like. I feel like he should get a severe punishment. I don't know about banning for life, but I I was talking to my dad and he was like, "You know what? They they you know what they they should do to him? Suspend to him for 5 years." And I was like, "Why 5 years?" He was like, "He's 27. What's the average rate for a running back and when does his prime? You usually end?" I said, "You and know what 30? That, 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 that that would be some severe type shit because if he comes back in the league, he's thirty two. He's twenty seven now, and he's not you know even half the player he was. I think that'll hurt him a lot more than just banning him for life because then he could go out with like a bang and he could take the entire NFL with him. You don't know what Goodell has seen, but the way I feel about the entire case, I feel like this isn't the first time he's done this. A person who has no like look of shock on his face, this is not the first time he's done something to to his wife just like this. But I also want to point out, for people who don't know, this isn't the first time a Baltimore Raven has been caught doing something of this exact nature. Terrell Suggs has had two reported about incidents, Suggs. 2009 and 2012. 2009, he said he held both his wife and his son down, poured bleach on them, and then threatened to beat the ass out of them. And then she called wow. the police. Then she had um, a 2012 incident where... She punched, He punched her in the neck, and she woke up two hours later with, like, a black eye. And then they, then they went to court. It was undisclosed how much money he gave her. But here's the problem, is that if this is how the Ravens are handling this organization, and this seems to be a two-time offense for some of their best players, then what do you think some of, the, like, the other players who aren't getting the shine are doing? There are transcripts around the league, like Adam Schefter was saying on first take, where you like some of the stories are horrific. And I think we're I think we're gonna see in these next coming weeks that this isn't just this is an iceberg, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the way deeper because you can't tell me the strongest and most powerful sports entity in the United States has not seen a basic hotel video thing. You can't tell me that. You cannot sell me that. I don't care what Goodell says, you cannot sell me that. And here's the difference. They didn't Address the problem when they saw it. They address the problem when we saw it. Right. So where's exactly. the, where's the respect there? All the women who go out and they support their teams. All the cheerleaders who try out. All the pe All the women who have like you know breast cancer. They try to sell all this merchandise to make money off it. But when something really needs to happen. And I'm talking about not even just Ray Rice. Right? I'm talking about the Terrell Suggs of the world, the Dez Bryant of the world, and people who have these types of situations, instead of having programs and things of, like, punishment to teach them that they can't do this stuff, they just sweep it under the rug until we have an outrage about it. And that's what's mm-hmm. always been the problem with the NFL. I don't know if anyone else will agree with me, but this is the worst the NFL has looked. I've, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the NFL. I'm looking at a bunch of druggies. I'm looking at a bunch of potheads I'm looking at a bunch of Molly heads. and I'm looking at a pe- people who beat and their wives. You,
2: you, you know what, Q, you 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 took me right where I wanted. I I wrote this note down and I want to throw this out to the fellas and I and I ask it to you too. Ken, I'll start with you first. Does the NFL have an image problem?
3: Uh, they do now. Okay. Um uh, because of Ray Rice, I don't think they really had one before. Um, nobody cared about Josh Gordon smoking weed in and his and it and football. But that but wins, that, 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 that's, that, speaks to the image, too. Yeah, but nobody cared. So nobody right. looked at that as an image problem, or they got a problem with the NFL and the players that on some of the teams. The Major League Baseball had an image problem because of the wide record, still a use of PED. That was mm-hmm. an image problem because it was so widespread. They have an image problem now because of what Ray Rice has brought to them. And because Ray Rice, unfortunately, has brought them to their because of his, you know, gruesome actions. now every single player, this is their PED, every single player that is involved in a case will, excuse me, will be looked upon in the same fashion as Ray Rice. They're all in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. We're always already talking about Red Party, Ray McDonald, and there's mounting pressure on them to take action because of what happened. Because most people see that and they assume that any other person in a case like that may have done the same thing, even though they may be uh, correct or incorrect. It doesn't matter. The point is that most people, they alone common ground. So they were like, oh, well, Greg Hardy, you know, his wife is friend. Oh, my God, we need to get him out of here, right? So, yeah, I think they have an interest problem now, and I think you're going to look at conduct. Because West Welker got suspended. Nobody's Nobody's talking about Josh Gordon for a year outside of using this to compare to Ray Rice. You know, they're looking at this domestic abuse case, and they're looking at every with player after him. So they have a serious image problem because they glossed lost over this the first time and they didn't take what many people feel was the
2: appropriate action. Okay. Okay. C4, what about you, Matt? Do they have an image problem in the NFL? Yes. I 100% disagree against Ken this time. <laughs> you know, hey, what else time. do <laughs>
3: Exactly.
4: The the NFL has had an image problem since the NFL existed, bro. Like, you you can't tell me um, Joe Namath wasn't, you know, part of an image problem. You can't tell me that the Pittsburgh Steelers line in in, in lieu of the Super Bowl being high off low is not an image problem. You can't tell me, Jason, Lawrence Taylor, that's not an image problem. They've always had an image problem. The thing is, is that in recent years, we've come down harder, so now it seems like we're policing. The problem but at the end of the day It's still an image problem You know what I'm saying It's not the same Like like, like when you look at other sports right? Major league baseball had A, a, a PZ epidemic Which is kind of sort of Like we're past that era The NBA mm-hmm. had the, the, the Detroit Pistons Indiana thing But we're kind of past that era The NFL Has always had Something major going on Every single era, every single era from almost the beginning. So yes, the the NFL has an image problem, and regardless of how hard you come down, the thing is, is that I don't, I don't think that you can police it. You understand? You, you you just can't because at the end of the day, it's a multi-billion-dollar business. You're gonna want the best players out there, Mm -hmm. and and, and, look and and think about the Richard Incognito thing last year.
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: Every year. The NFL has a major image problem. The thing is, the saving grace is they're the most popular sport in America. And you know what? And, and, and another thing, too. I don't know if y'all remember, because I used to love this show, but I think it was ESPN or BET or VH1. Had I know a show exactly called where you going.
2: It was ESPN, yeah, yeah. Playmakers Yeah, so show real. Called
4: Playmakers And, and, and yo, Omar Gooding Jr. was in it. I used to love that show. And they had to cut it because the NFL was like, no, y'all can't portray us this way, even though it was the truth. Because Omar Gooding Jr.'s character had a drug problem. And how many players in the NFL do have, you know, I I don't think that they have major drug problems. Now, I don't consider marijuana a major drug problem. But you can't, man, maybe Lawrence Taylor was high off that shit. (laughs) High off of it.
6: Lauren Taylor well, was doing
4: before game times and go out there and get you 15 tackles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: what, about, what about you, B? Uh, image problem well, with, with the NFL. Go ahead. Taylor, I got to respond. Like, you know what? We're going to let you respond, Ken, because we know you're going to have to respond. <laughs> <But> <laughs> go ahead, B. Uh, tell us, give us your take on it.
4: Um, I, mean, I think one little structure of why the NFL probably has an image problem because it's such a violent sport. I mean, you can kind of say the same thing, I guess, about boxers or whatever. But I think just with football, it's, just, it's always been a supervising sport. And, you know, to people's point, I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, my, my, one of my father's uh, good friends, uh, Rob Johnson, who was on the '78 uh, Pittsburgh First Steelers Super Bowl team,
5: who lived you know, up the street from us in Detroit.
4: Yeah, he told me, like, man, he didn't even tell me that the NFL always had an image problem because dudes was wild. Dudes was way He said guys was more wilder back then than they are now. He said, "Luckily, we just have social media that that you can actually kind of, you know, kind of get into, you know, see your personal life." But he said, "Man, if we had social media back then, he said the whole NFL would have been going to jail." He said, "We were always, it's always been an image problem, and, and I do believe that just from my earlier years of watching football in, in the you know late late eighties into the early nineties when I really started watching it because I was a basketball fan, mm-hmm. but yeah, I always thought." NFL kind of had an image problem because it's such a violent sport. But like people said, we can go on and, and, and say whatever we want to say about NFL, but guess what? We're still going to sit there and watch it. We're still going to watch it every Sunday and every Monday night and occasionally every Thursday night. We're still going to root for our team. We're still going to clap. No matter what No matter what these players do, yeah, it's going to still be an image problem. So guess what? It's still going to be a multi-billion-dollar company. So it, it, it's not going to change. But, yeah, I do agree. I do think the NFL – has always had the image problem, and I, I think now more so now is because now we have social media and all that other
5: stuff going on. I mean,
4: yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, look look at the way that they, they they think these dudes been mistreating women, athletes been mistreating women for, for like years. Now we mm. have social media to put your whole life out there on, on on the platter. So yeah, I mean, I always think it's been that way. Then I'm just and I'm like, like I said, I'm going by what older old school NFL that I've known professionally that played the game, they even mm-hmm. think so. So I mean if they think mm-hmm. so, you know, duh, it's almost like the writing is on the
2: wall, the proof is in the put. So yeah. I agree with I agree with Ken, I mean with FIFO and, and B and I disagree with Ken. I don't think it's I don't think it's now just now being a problem. I think it's always been a problem. I think now it's worse than it's ever been. I, unlike yep. most people listening I remember mm-hmm. when the NBA had a huge uh, image problem back in the early '80s. The NBA—I mean, like all—I mean, attendance was low. Player—I mean, like half, literally half of the league was on cocaine. No lie, half of the NBA in the early '80s, and I'm talking about before this—before Jordan, before Magic, before Bird, before Isaiah. Like 1980, 81, 82, the league was in bad shape. The games were on tape delay. Like, you couldn't it, – it wasn't like how it is now where you see every game. You might see one game a week, and that was on tape delay. So you really – the game would come on at 9 o'clock at night, but the game actually took place at 3 o'clock. So when you saw the 6 o'clock news, you already knew the score, so you really would be watching for no reason. That's how bad the NBA was. David Stern came in. They cleaned it up. They got a lot of drug guys out of it. And, you know, then obviously – Bird and Magic came into the league, kind of gave the league a shot in the arm, and then Jordan and those guys, and it took off from there, and so you have it. But that being said, you know, there was a progression where it didn't look like it was going to be changed. And I think right now where the NFL is, they're prop- popularity-wise, they're probably as popular as they've ever been, but you're only going to stay on top but for so long. And it's only a matter- and I don't, I don't think that there'll be any other sport that'll overtake football. But if your product becomes bad on the field, and if people don't want to watch, and people start pulling away money, then guess what? You can't pay those, those guys that kind of money. So then those sponsors pull out. So then you know it, it's, it's a trickle down effect. I think they, they had better clean it up. And I mean this right here, this incident right here is just the, the tip of the iceberg. And, and going back to what someone said earlier. You know, as far as domestic violence, they they the NFL has always pushed that to the side. The only difference mm-hmm. now is that we got – don't get it twisted. If we did not see that video, if that video did not pop up on our screens, uh, uh our computer screens yesterday morning, Ray Rice would be hitting the field uh, uh, next weekend, the week after next, in two weeks. He would have been on the field. Two-game suspension, no questions asked. And people would have been cheering his name. Um, Ken, I'll give you a chance to respond. Um, here's how I look at that. I, I think I agree
3: more with E's image problem than U.S. folks' image problem. Because, right, concussions and all the other stuff, pe- kid parents talking about they don't know if they want their kids to play football, that's an image problem. I think what happened with Ray Rice brought a separate situation to the NFL, and now they're having to deal with it from a domestic abuse Perspective But Outside of that Unless I was talking to someone That actively watched the NFL I couldn't really speak to any specifics That was going on in the NFL When the PD situation was going on In in, in Major League Baseball You could talk to any random person On the street About it That's the image problem This Ray Wright situation You could talk to anybody in the street that's an image problem. But I can't just randomly go up to somebody and talk about some somebody doing okay, you know, unless they were active participants or followers of the NFL. So for me, unless you I don't see that as an image problem because, you know, we are actively engaged in it and the the common people around us are not. So they don't really, you know, care. Or they're you know, it's sniffing. And, you know, if yes. I may rebuttal just, just like real quick, um, I think I think everyone has good points, but I think we're not looking at in perspective. I agree with FIFO, I agree with B and Kyle that the NFL has consistently every season had something that has been detrimental to someone's lives or the league. This has from my life, the first incident I ever seen was Michael Vick Then we get to Aaron Hernandez. Then we get to Richie Incognito. Then we get to the bounties. This is not in order. I'm just telling you the things I remember. The bounties, you you think about all the people getting paid of PEDs. Then you come to, you know, just like people getting mad at Sherman, the low-key racism in that whole situation, and so on and so on. So it's just like here's the problem is that the NFL wants everyone to be upstanding, say the right things to the right people, be politically correct at all times, and if you show any ounce of weakness or realness, then they will throw you to the wolves if it means that they can make more money off you. And I was talking to some people today and they felt like, you know, no one ever talks about Ben Roethlisberger. No one ever Mm -hmm. talks about that. But they constantly throw it in Michael Vick's face. They will constantly throw it in his face. Oh, you did this 10 years ago when you were 20. He had all the money in the world. He made a mistake. Give it up. Roethlisberger had, what, one ring or two rings already? He was already captain of his team. He was already of almost a veteran in that league when, when, that, when that thing happened. And no one ever talks about that. And I think the image problem comes in with the unreal expectations for the NFL to want everyone to be superhuman. And I don't think that's right, how – they they want regular day athletes, and I'm not saying that they, that they shouldn't be held accountable. I'm not saying that, but they never want to give people the correct help and set up programs and test people for if they have any certain issues before it happens because you can't tell me you you don't know, like if you couldn't tell Brandon Marshall was bipolar before that thing happened, then what triggers you to be like you know let's 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 test him. Was it just his anger? Was it how he acted with his wife and, you know, the whole abuse thing? Or was it really just in his personality and you couldn't test that? You couldn't see that as, as, as like, a coach? Was it that well concealed? I kind of doubt that. I have people in my family who are bipolar, and it's very visible that one minute they'll be all hype, the next minute they're sad and yelling at you and cussing at you. So, and they said he was pretty uh, severe bipolar, so I don't understand. You know, the NFL has an image problem when it comes to people wanting to be just superhuman and not make any mistakes and we need to start setting up way better programs because all these little spa camps and all these little talk about the feelings things are not working for people. I want to see Josh Gordon back on the field doing well. I want to see people who struggle with domestic violence and stuff like this. I want to see their entire family get better. But we always damn these people and say that you don't deserve a second chance because we're all perfect, even though we never have been put in these situations as an athlete with money. And we're going to just come down on you the hardest. I don't think that's right. But I also think that people should be accountable for their actions at the same time. So when you have all these incidents occurring since way before I was born and probably before some of you were born, you, you have to think about it. The league has put these unfair expectations on everyday people and told them that if you ever make one mistake, it's over for you. And it's predominantly for black players. So I'm not going to get into that. But, yes, the NFL does, in fact, have an image problem, and it's been there since day one. Definitely,
2: definitely, definitely. You got anything else for else the tonight, Q?
3: No, uh, man, but Megatron, just know he's coming this year, man. Hope. <laughs> hope, man. Hey, yo. he
2: definitely is. Hey, man.
3: Megatron, uh, he comes every year. Megatron
4: comes every year. I
3: know, but I'm telling you, he going gonna to shatter something this year, man, because he looks just unbelievable yesterday, man, he should have had speakers, And Q, and, and for
2: the record, man your, your Eagles, you know, they they, they struggle bro, they struggle <laughs> for the record, before you start beating oh, your chest, he was over there sweating bullets in the first half when they were losing to Jacksonville 17 nothing.
3: Man, I was over there like, man, we suck, dang alright, let's see what happens in the second half, cause I said it right before, I said it to my boy I'm like, alright, this is gonna be the Oregon MSU game all over again, and watch what happens we are, like, the, the, the division is already a lot for us after week one. You've seen RG3. He's a television himself. Oh, You've seen Eli. <laughs> What's good with, like, he's trying to do these little hand signals. It's not working. They, they Danelle looks kind of good. I like that tight end. And Romo. Do I need to, oh. Do I even need to say more? Do I need to say any more? I'm going to let y'all Man. talk about it. I ain't got to say nothing, though.
2: Yeah, we, we hadn't gotten around to the NFL, but, uh, yeah, Romo – Romo was being romo man that's that's about all I can say <laughs> as always, man, thanks for calling in, but we definitely appreciate it.
3: All right, man have a good night
2: see you, all right. All right. See you. phone number to six man q called uh six four six four seven eight zero three five six uh looks like we got a skype caller nascar rick twenty four nascar you on the air which name uh what what you got for us tonight?
4: so oh, hey y'all how y'all doing
2: What's going
4: on? Oh, shit. Oh, this is crazy. from Alabama, Roll Tide.
2: Is this Mike C-Town? I said Roll Tide, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to let you go. Uh, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. It It's always interesting when jerks call the show. Uh, I had somebody no, call man, my show was... last week. Um, oh, that was Mike. Man. <laughs> I thought it was Mike, but that's not Mike. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Um, not, nah, nah, it, was, it was a Skype call it said NASCAR Rick on the screen so um, he, made it the last. he made it up <laughs> <laughs> hey well if he did he better call from a real number <laughs> uh, make sure that you check out my show tomorrow uh, the Zany Mike C-Town Modest Media can be And FIFO Uh, We'll all be uh, Talking with Dead End Hip Hop On my show On the twelve radio show Tomorrow from 9 to 11 p.m. Any questions you got About reviews Anything you want to Holler at the fellas uh, Hit us up man We're going to be on From 9 to 11 Uh, we take a lot of Phone calls So it's not often You get a chance To talk live with the guys And talk music Because we talk football And baseball And basketball And everything else Over here But um, four nights Of the fellas man I mean excuse me Four hours of the fellas Uh, So hit us up Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night At 9pm um, Man, I, I forgot I, I just forgot where I was um, Okay let, we, are, we, are we done with the Ray Rice? You know, as far as like Anybody else got anything they want to say Before we move on to the next subject?
4: No, I, I think we touched on that Then or half of the show already <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah three four excuse me, six four six, four seven eight, zero, three, five, six is the number to call um n f l man okay, like like Cuba mentioned, week one just happened man, um a a very crazy week is all you know always interesting once the season gets started FIFA, what whats what things stood out to you uh over this past weekend as far as the n f l you know what man, um, uh, I think I said this last year um. Uh, the way the Indianapolis Colts are
3: using Andrew Luck, I, I just think they're kind of wasting his talent. Um,
4: this whole power run game, Trent Richardson, we just gonna, that's, it's, it's just not working. It's just not working. Andrew Luck is more in the mold of uh, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. We all have them in our top five. And I think that when you saw when the game was on the line, what they they score? Seven points in like three quarters? And then, yeah. you know, in a quarter and a half, he puts up, you know, almost 30 on, yeah. a tie. So so why not just unleash that the whole game and just put people away? You know, so I, I almost like Cam, I feel like the organization is starting to fail. It. Um, I, I I think, honestly, they, they, they need a clear, clean, clean house with the whole front office, get rid of the GM, get rid of the head coach, and bring in somebody more like a, you know, Pete Carroll, you know, some offensive mastermind that's going to truly utilize who Andrew Luck is. Because let's be honest, the way you build a team in the NFL is through your quarterback first. If you don't have one, you don't have a team. And they have a top five quarterback, and they're not allowing him to play like one. So I think that's um, probably one of the biggest things. um, You know, Q kind of touched on it as well. And, and, you know, I had to go against Megatron in my
3: fantasy league last night, and the first two passes out, like, oh, hell no. But Megatron, you know, to B's credit too, man, he brings it every year. I, but just like
4: you said, I don't know, it, it just seems like there's something special, and it's not all because of Megatron. I think Matthew Stafford is poised to take that proverbial next step. And I think, um, you know, probably by the end of the year, Matt Stafford might be in my top ten list.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Hey and you know what what's interesting? Uh you mentioned a a mastermind. Actually his his offensive coordinator is a guy by the name of Pep Hamilton. Um I played against Pep in college. Uh Pep was the uh he was a quarterback at Howard and I played at South Carolina State University. So obviously we we our teams were against each other. I didn't play defense but um but yeah, I mean he Pep coached him at Stanford and, and now has him in the NFL. So I think it's just—I don't know if it's necessarily offensive coordinator with with uh, the Colts. I think it's just—it took them—it just—it looked to me like it took them a minute to get going offensively. Uh, I'm not still not sure what or who Trenton Richardson is going to be in that offense, but like you said, FIFO, when he turned it on, when Andrew Luck turned it on, he turned it on, and, and they made a they made a game out of what most people you know saw as a blowout uh, late Sunday night. Um, B, what about you, man? What, I, I know you mentioned your Lions earlier. What else stood out to you o- over this uh, this past weekend?
4: Ah, uh, stood out oh. to me. I, I mean, I had called people about this last night when I was watching the game that, like, how poised Matthew Stafford was, you know, playing QB. Because, I mean, last night, granted, yes, I, I was pretty much expecting us to win, but I was expecting at some point for Matthew Stafford to throw, like, you know, maybe one or two interceptions or whatever, Along with his three or four touchdowns. But the fact that he didn't throw no interceptions and he didn't, like, when he got kind of, you know, when the pressure was coming to him and, and, you know, defensive guys coming at him and he was running around and, you know, instead of him trying to throw the ball downfield and try to make the play, he just threw right about, came right back, and we got the first down or we got a gain the next play or whatever like that. And it was, I was just like, wow. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering if that coaching staff is really, you know, getting through to him now, you know, because, you know, that coach, you know, whatchamacallit, the last coach we had, uh,
5: short. He was
4: just like such a high head, and I think it rubbed off on the team. But maybe with mm. Caldwell and, and, you know, maybe his other assistants, maybe they maybe we finally got someone that can probably get through the Matthew Stafford and be like, look, no, you don't do this this way. You're going to do this this way or something. Something is going on in that locker room probably. And, and I can see a different poise just the way they warm up and the way it was acting on the sideline, just their postures on their sideline and everything. It's, it's completely different from when, you know, the past, the previous year and when Shorts was our coach. Um, another thing that hey, you know. about – no, Yeah, I was just going to ask to your point. You know, Joe Lombardi, you know, he came from the Saints, and he pretty much brought that whole Saints offense to them. And they pretty much have the same weaponry that the Saints have. But honestly, like, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think that the Detroit Lions are the most talented team in that division. And you saw it last night, man. Like, just overall, they just have talent all over the place. And now they have the scheme. That fits the talent, and they have the head coach. Because, you know, all of the great teams always take on the personality of their head coach. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what's starting to happen with the Lions, man. And I just, I like the combination. And that's what I think is not happening with the Colts right now. Um, another thing that that stood out for me was um, the Buffalo Bills.
2: I. Yeah, big win. Uh, Got a big win in Chicago. Buffalo Buffalo Bills. Buffalo went to Chicago and got a win.
4: Right, and you know how you know you know know, I said this a whole bunch of times. You know how unpredictable NFL is. I think, and I forgot where I placed Buffalo Bills when we ranked the AFC East, but I think Buffalo Bills might be a team that might sneak up and like. You know, they might be, you know, seven and two going into week nine. You know, I think it might be a funny year, man, in the AFC East, man. Miami going ahead and pop uh, New England in the mouth. Um, that's another thing that stood out. And, you know, of course, of course and granted, it's week one.
5: It's nothing but week right, one. Right, We've right. still got,
4: you know, we we still don't know. To me, this I, I call the first three weeks of the NFL preseason for the starters. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> is a good point. For real, because during the during the preseason, you know, we saw all the you know the rookies, the, the walk ons, the you know people trying to make the squad. <laughs> he said, you, you don't really, you don't really, yeah, yeah, you don't right. really see the you don't really see the uh, the starters play that much, maybe to the third piece of the game, and that's only for like a you know a half or a quarter. Mm-hmm. But to me, these first three weeks is preseason for the starters. You know, we we're not going to really see what these teams are made of or what they who they really are come you know, week six, week seven, week eight. So, you know, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but, yeah, I, I just have a feeling somebody, just like last year, like we didn't think Kansas City Chiefs was going to start off the season right right, right. We were just you know
2: waiting what what I mean? on the hammer to fall with uh, Kansas City.
4: Yeah, so it's, it's just like I think Buffalo might be a team where we're going to be like, damn, Buffalo is actually balling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, they, they beating good teams or they – or they I haven't looked at their special yet, but, like, it's like, damn, they beating quality teams and everything, so – that of course, those are two things that surprised me. That Miami, Miami, and Buffalo out in the AFC East, besides you know Matthew Stafford's poised in, in the pocket this past game. Like I said, I don't know if it was you know they were just so extremely hyped up. It was they was they were just Detroit was just they was on all cylinders. Was the Detroit really that good, or was the Giants was really that bad? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's another reason why I'm like, ah oh, man, I can't get too geeked up because it's like. You know, like I said, this is this the first game. You know, if Matthew Stafford's still playing like this come week eleven, ten, you know, nine, ten or eleven, then I can be like, okay, yeah, yeah, people, Matthew Stafford's gonna be in that top ten. But you know, that, that those what that to me that's what stood out It's the AFC East with Buffalo and Miami, and um, Matthew Stafford's uh, poise and his patience.
2: Definitely. What about you, Ken? What what stood out for you, man?
3: Uh, Antonio Brown's, uh, Mortal Kombat kick. He uh, was, was, was comfortable was, fighting. Man, that was <laughs> epic, man. I, I, I thought that was, that was freaking fantastic. Um, week one, Jenner's offense is a little rusty. These, uh, 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 how B described it, his description of it was, was perfectly accurate. Uh, preseason for starters. So, uh, that's it man You know I think Some teams won That typically Will not win As the season go on Like Miami And of course Buffalo uh, I think they were they Managed to catch Some teams uh, uh, You know Still trying to Figure some stuff out uh, The Falcons uh, Looked great um, So did the thing And we got A classic ATL uh, New Orleans game Let's see What else um, You know The NFC Looks terrible uh, but thank God Matt Foles got it together. Uh, I think I think that's pretty much it, man. Arizona's defense looked great last night. I, I told you not, didn't,
4: I, didn't I tell you? Yeah, right and now? that's
3: without
2: Darnell Dockett.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I told last year. I noticed it last year. I was a believer last year. I was like, man,
2: Arizona defense. Yeah. That,
4: NF, that NFC West, man. That more ways of playing defense out there. That whole that whole yeah. division. That whole
3: division, they play defense out there. Yes, sir. So don't start anybody against them because you're not going to put up any points. But that's about it, man. You know, that's all I got on on my notepad.
2: Um, I think, uh, I mean, obviously I got to start right here in ATL, man. Um, The the Falcons getting a big win over uh, the New Orleans Saints interdivision rivalry. Um, I thought that was huge. I think the 49ers looked good. I mean, of course, it was against Dallas, but and Dallas's defense. Uh, but the San there was a lot of questions about San Francisco's offense coming into the season. They didn't look good during the preseason. Um so I, I think that was very key. Uh that Kaepernick got off the he, he got off to a great start and that offense was clicking. Um uh the Hyde kid from um from, from Ohio State, man, he looked good. Really good one two punch with uh, Frank Gore, I think, as far as 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 far as that's concerned. Um Let's see, a couple other games that kind of stood out to me. Um, New England losing to Miami. Uh, I know that they always play each other tough. I think, and and we talked about it last week when we talked about our um, preview, I think Miami is always uh, right there in the mix. But I just, I don't know, man, I just, I I really see, not Baltimore, I really see uh, New England just, uh, you know, taking over that division. Um, But the elephant in the room, man, (laughs) You got to go back to Thursday night, man. The Seattle Seahawks, and keep in mind, I will I will fall on the sword. I picked the Green Bay Packers to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And one game does not a season make. I get it, but Seattle dismantled them at home, and ultimately, you you want to what you don't want to do is have to go to Seattle to play a playoff game. Nope, they are damn near unbeatable up there. Um, i another mean they Kyle, Go ahead.
5: I'm gonna say,
4: and another thing to piggyback off your point about the Seattle, like after the game, they act like they ain't never won the Super Bowl. Like they, their hunger after that game, yeah. like it's just like, look, we, you know, this is, it's like this is a new season, this is a fresh start. Like, what Super Bowl? We didn't win the Super Bowl. Last year is last year. And it's like they're focusing on this year. Russell Wilson and them, they're focusing on this year. They ain't they act like they won a the Super Bowl, which can be very scary if they still yeah, have that hunger. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: that's
4: all I want and, to say.
2: And, and when you think about it, if you think that San Francisco took a step back, Seattle, I mean, yeah, it was one game, but if you look at what they did in the, in the preseason and right now, they look pretty scary. They look pretty scary. Um but yeah, those are the things that stood out to me. I mean, obviously, the, the, the Vikings got a big win. Um, Sean Hill, the Sean Hill experience didn't work, uh, at quarterback. Uh, so that was going to be, and I mean, obviously losing Sam Bradford is, is, is huge. Uh, the Bengals and Ravens game was kind of ugly, but, uh, the Bengals pulled it out. Um, the Jets got a win at home. That was, that was key. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, man, RG3 didn't look good in Texas. Uh, Jadavian Clowney obviously got hurt in that game. Uh, he's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, there was a couple of key guys that got hurt. I think uh, Mathis from the Colts got hurt. Uh, he's out. He tore his Achilles working out. He's on a, a, a four-game suspension. He got hurt while working out, so he's done for the season. Um, so, yeah, those are the games that kind of stood out to me, and, and obviously we'll talk more. NFL as the season progresses. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. got about 20 minutes left, Uh, so get on the line and talk to us. Uh, Next, man, fantasy football. (laughs) Ken, fantasy football, how did you do in your leagues this week? And more importantly, how did you do in the Dead End Sports League?
3: Uh, in the offensive leagues that I am in, I went 3-1. Um, okay. <laughs>
6: uh,
3: the defensive league, me uh, whooped whoop my ass, uh, but, you know, it, it's all good. I, I'll get him on the rematch. It's a it's a, it's a uh, learning
4: experience, man. It's, it's a learning experience.
3: I'm learning too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of take that one out of the equation, even though it still counts as a loss. So I'll eat that, uh, regardless of whether it's a learning experience or not. He whooped the shit out of me. I'll take it. Fine. I'll whoop his ass next time. It's all good. But, yeah, man, you know, um, hey, hey, you know, real NFL, man. I, I, he thought got win thanks to Nick Foles. He, he, he came through in the clutch in the second half. And if he didn't rebound. Yeah, he did.
4: Awesome.
3: Yeah, he did. Woo! Oh, he um, did. He... Man, it, it, it wasn't. I, I didn't even want to look at it. So, I was surprised that I won. Hey, hey. you know, I won't even lie. But, you know, great teams find a way to win. And that's what I do, because I'm a great player. Then, uh, fortunately, <laughs> real quick, you know, hey, I, I smashed Seattle Super Savage. Yeah, you, Seattle Super Savage, you got beat down. I don't care if you had Calvin Johnson, he went to 30 points almost last night, it didn't matter, because I had a 60-point lead on you, 132 to 70-something, and you still got beat down. So, you know, you had two players last play last night, and I was done. So, you know what Kyle You don't want to see me this week I lead the league already <sighs> in point. And it's going down Right here in
2: the Dead Sports League oh It's God. home Where's, where's my yeah. violin uh, For those of you listening <laughs> uh, Listening public Ken and I will be battling each other uh, This weekend coming up So obviously next Tuesday I will be bragging FIFO um, <laughs> uh, man How'd you do in your fantasy league man
4: My bad, I had
2: um, Yeah, my bad.
4: But um, I went 3-2, and two, man. Um, you know, I lost in the, I, I won in the Dead Hip Hop League. I lost in the real NFL because, goddamn, I was playing Calvin Johnson against Calvin. And I was just pissed off, man. Like, the first two damn catches with touchdowns, I just knew it was over for me then. Um, and, you know, I had Golden Tate. I was like, well,
3: you know, go Tate and take got some, some yards in that second half. We started, like, you know, overcovering Calvin, but it, it just it wasn't enough. Um, but overall, um, you know, I lost in the defensive league, too. Um, but overall, you know, I had a good week, man.
5: Um, three and two, that, that that's winning, so I'll take it.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Beasy, what about you, man? How did you do this week?
4: Uh, um, I did pretty good. My only defeat was to you, actually. Uh, I
6: went oh, yeah, one I won. Wait, wait, I won. Let, yeah, my let, only. Let me, let me turn the music only, down real quick. What you my, think? My
4: my only defeat was to you. Uh, I'm, I'm an okay. L, and I, like I said, I take that L like a man because you know I, it was bad management on my skill. Um, because I had no seriously, <laughs> I had 80, I had seventy three point one points on the bench. My team. my oh, I told you I would. Yeah, I I, I ended up, up having 88.6, and you had 100.1. But um, if I would have switched out, if I would have had either Noshai Marino or Chris Ivy playing in for Steven Ridley, I would have won. I would have definitely beat you because everybody else pretty much did what they were supposed to do. Um, I could have got a little bit more play out of Torrey Smith, but I think everybody else, for the most part, they did what they – I think they did what they were supposed to really pretty much do. Miles um, and Johnson gave me nine points. You know, Drew Brees gave me twenty-one plus. I think your saving grace was Peyton Manning, man. Peyton Manning just, you know, the
6: crazy.
4: Yeah, machine. Yeah. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went nuts, and your, your defense went nothing. Antonio Brown, Karate, chopped his way up to 17. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, Antonio Brown fans, is
2: yeah. a steal on on, on, tw- on uh, yeah. I was gonna say on Twitter on uh, uh fantasy football. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, but
4: um, yeah. Chris Irie Chris Irie and NoSho Marino both they gave me plus fifteen points. Uh, NoSho Marino, but they was on the bench. No, Sean Marino gave me 19, and uh, Chris Ivory gave me 16. So that that hurt me. That that like really hurt me. But um, in my other league, oh the real NFL, oh y'all better y'all better boy y'all better be scared as hell because that that I got the machine in that league. I got the machine in that league. Also, I got his his pretty much go-to guy, uh, Julian Thomas, in that league, and um, that it was scary. And Doug Martin got injured, so I think I could have scored easily like 160 points if Doug Martin would have played. And had his regular day. Everybody else pretty much balled out in that league for me. Um, so I played Ken in that league, so it's gonna be a good matchup with that one. Um, I can't wait to see. Until he said his he set his, his lineup. He's trying to play this little mind game with me and not set his lineup or whatever. I don't know what why, what's that all about. But um, <laughs> and then my deep in my defensive league I did real good. I think the guys I drafted I feel good. I think they're gonna stay healthy the rest of the season and ball out for me. And then in my main league, I won in my main league with is my hundred dollar league, so you know, okay. I, I that's that's the one I, I'm that's the one out of all leagues I make sure I, I, I hope I get a win. I don't care who I you know who I'm playing against or whatever, but yeah, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan did his thing, you know. Um, McCoy started off a little shaky, but he ended up you know with with with, with this um, game for me. Percy Harvey and Rudolph they got touchdowns. Reggie Wayne gave me damn near ten points. Um, Panthers defense gave me like thirteen points, so. I feel good. And, and even my bench, I won. But even my bench looked good. I mean, Terrence West and Cleveland Brown, which I told y'all about, he's gonna end up getting a lot of. He's gonna end up taking bulk of the carries from being taken. And um, even Andy Dalton did pretty good. I mean, he didn't do as good as Matt Ryan, but you know Andy Dalton did good. Uh, Benjamin Cunningham and um, who else? Pete Miller did. They did all right. But my bench is even pretty fine. So I don't have no. I don't have no problems. You know, swapping them in You know, I, I just, you know I just, I just I just, got a good squad this year, man Just But to ruin that family I'm telling y'all All y'all need to be a, Modestly speaking Yeah, y'all need to be careful about that one Ken knows Ken know that squad is a problem Ken already
2: knows All, so all I'm F- going to F- say is be, you, you talked a lot of trash last week And I dusted you off So, it, it's a, that, so, that, so tonight that, Ken is that, talking that trash is. And I'm going to dust him off oh. too
4: that, so that's cool. You know what? I, 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 I'm gonna see you again.
2: I'm gonna see you again. Okay. You know, it's not. I mean, you know, no. but then again, you it's may not. Because cream, cream, always rises to the top. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man, uh, I, uh, we're gonna jump to the phone lines. We got another caller calling in. Uh, my fantasy week went good, man. I beat b. Uh, B, and B. And um yeah, that's about all I need to say. Uh <laughs> phone number to call in. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh hey, Kyle, you're locked into Dead End Sports Book. How you did
4: in the other league the real uh,
2: my other leagues I went, let's see, in the defensive league I lost by like almost like a tenth of a point. Um and then I think I won in the other Dead End Sports League, I think. Um and then my NF the uh my other league I won in uh for NFL on NFL.com, I won. So, um, it was a pretty good weekend. It was a pretty good weekend. Long, okay. As long as I win, when we go head-to-head so I can talk trash to you guys, I, I'm good.
4: That's, that's, why, that's
5: why that matters. Okay.
2: Uh, let's jump okay. to the phone line. Okay. Air- caller calling from area code 773. You're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
5: Uh, hey, this is uh, Alex. I'm Josh in the chat room.
2: Alex, what's going hey. on, man? What's so, uh, uh,
5: Hey, i um, like you guys, I'm huge into fantasy uh football. I went uh, three and two this week. I lost in the dentist, league. Oh, oh um, you in a dentist? I got. Game? Yeah. Um, what's, your t- what's your team name? Uh, my team name is uh, Rum Ham's team. Okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I saw you. yeah 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 I saw. Yeah, I lost you by care. two points. I lost by like, two points.
3: Uh, yeah,
5: it's looking like good. Keenan Allen, Keenan <laughs> Allen, fuck me.
3: Yeah, yeah, he almost got
5: um, me last night too. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I was actually losing by a lot before that too, and then uh, Julius Thomas had like three touchdowns. That was huge. Yeah, he um, got off. Yeah, yeah, he had a good, yeah.
2: he had a real solid night,
5: man. Yeah, my tight ends really helped. I had two, uh, I have, uh Thomas and uh, Vernon Davis in my lineup, so that helps. Two touchdowns from Davis as well. I had um, yep. I had some success in a few other as Well, uh, I had, like on one in one team, like everyone on my league had a, everyone on my team had a good day. I got like 200 points in that league. Damn! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I was projected to get like 130, and like the next highest score was like 140 something. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you got off
2: already, right, buddy. Yeah,
5: yeah, so yeah. you had a, you had a great week out the gate, man. Yeah, I hope I didn't like. Just, I hope I don't like. Everyone stops scoring points Because I only like 70 points With my opponent's uh, score Yeah, one. you want to save
3: wanna...
5: points.
2: Nah, nah, you just need enough to win exactly. rest for next oh, week. It, it, it doesn't matter if you win by a point or 10 points As long as you win
5: Yeah
2: And and I'm sorry, I didn't um, catch your name What you say your name was again?
5: It's Alex or uh, Jockman in the chat room
2: Okay, oh yeah, Jock, Jock Yeah, what's going on, man? You got yeah. anything else for us tonight, Jock?
5: Um, not much else. Uh for week one. Uh I'm I'm a Bears fan. Bears lost. Should have been a should have won by a lot more. Huge turnovers screw us over really badly.
2: Quick question. What what do you think about Jay Cutler?
5: Um, I love Jay Cutler. I'm I'm a huge fan. I've always uh, defended him like during the NFC Championship game. I was one of his defenders during the whole NFL Spring stuff. But uh I mean that. Fourth quarter interception, that was that was killer. That was I don't know what to say about that. That's a that's Tony
3: Romo bad right there. Nah that's Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay, Cutler. Yeah. Jay, Jay Cutler has his own category. Is Tony yeah. Romo or Jay
2: Cutler?
5: Yeah, what are you gonna
2: do? I, I did I did you mention gotta, on the video that fabled.
5: he was overrated. You gotta be gold yeah. But that yeah, offense got to be the ball. That's run the ball, too. I mean, Matt Porte was having a good game and uh, like it was like third and one in that play. you got to run with that. you run with that.
2: Definitely. You got anything else for us tonight, Josh?
5: Uh, No, not much else. i you guys have the rest of the show. Oh, I
2: appreciate it, man. it man. Definitely, man. Definitely appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Phone number, Jock, call 646- Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in to Dead End Sports. I am your host, Twelve Kyle. Once again, this is Dead End Sports. Join by my partners, Ken B and FIFO. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, next question I have for you guys uh, right here, ATL um, situation happened. Uh, apparently, uh, the owner of the Hawks. Uh, Mr. Levington, back in 2012, drafted a email. And in the email, and I'm paraphrasing here, he basically said he had an issue with the fact that the Atlanta Hawks had more black fans to, that patronized the bars and the Chili's were black. And basically, he basically said that the team was too black, and he was kind of, he, I guess what he was trying to do was infer as to how he could tap into the Hawks' White demographic, the 40 year old male, so forth and so on. Well, this story came about because the current general manager, Danny, former NBA player, Danny Ferry of the Hawks, was reading back, he was on a conference call, and he was reading back a report. Uh, And in the report, he read some derogatory comments about uh, a then free agent, Luol Ding. I think Ding is now with the Miami Heat. Uh, and Ding is African. Ding, Ding played at Duke, and and he one of the comments was was that he has some African in him, and he went on to say some you know borderline racial things about uh, that. And when when Danny Ferry made those comments, the CEO Steve Coonan of the Atlanta Hawks called him out on it, and they the Hawks launched launched a internal investigation. Now this was this was said this past July on a conference call. The conference call. They they found an independent uh, arbitrator to go back through documents and everything. Went over a whole bunch of documents, and they found this email from 2012 in which the email was sent from the owner to the to the general manager Danny Ferry, and where he made these comments about blacks and and trying to you know have more whites at the games, and he basically said that the black fans in Atlanta weren't important. Question I have is, and and what what happened was. As a, as a result of this and all of the Whole thing that happened with Donald Sterling The Haw- the owner of the Hawks Now is going to sell the team Obviously he's going to make a profit from Selling a team but my question I'll start with you first Ken Do you think that, all, that, that the email That was sent was racist and what do you Think about the whole fallout from this
3: um, so, so in all honesty I won't have time to really get my full Full uh, set of thoughts on this but, um, and I would like, you know, for us to revisit this. next week. I'm sure some more information to come out and we oh, can definitely. discuss about this. But, uh, uh, no, I do not think the, the racist, uh, the email was racist. Um, I think there was some, there was some things in there that, that leads a lot towards stereotypes, but I, I don't really think it was racist there. And, um, and, you know, I think fallout would be appropriate, but, um, but I think I just really saw a guy that was trying to figure out a way how to make more money, and America is a, a, a capital, uh, is a city built built on uh, capitalism, and you know, and, and that's what he was trying to uh, figure out. And so, a lot of the things he was pointing out were some of the problems that he saw within the organization. He was trying to figure out how to tap into the other demographic that was set forth by the NBA as their target demographic. So that's all I saw in the email. That's my initial, my overall reaction to it. I could dive more deep into a lot of the things that were standing there and really start to deconstruct some of those. But initially, man, my initial thought right now after reading it, I I, I didn't find it racist. I didn't find it racist.
2: Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Uh, And I'm definitely going to disagree with Ken. (laughs) What about you, FIFO? Did you find the email to be racist?
3: Well, you're going to disagree with me, too. Um,
4: I, 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 don't, I think that um, it lacked tact. I don't think that it was uh, racist, per se, more, you know, like, like on the lines of a Donald Sterling type of scenario. But I definitely think that he was trying to figure out how to make more money. Um, again, I think it more so lacked tact. Um, because let, let, let's be honest, our people, sometimes we can get rowdy at the bars and stuff like that. I don't think that it was right saying that we were scaring off um, Caucasian uh, season ticket holders and, and, and things of that nature. Because
2: yes, I'm sorry, and, and people, I'm glad you mentioned that, people. That part of the email was that Levingston said that he thought that black fans were, quote-unquote, scaring off the white fans. Yes. I, I I I don't
4: I don't think that that is right. Um, I, I
3: completely disagree
5: with that.
4: I think that that's probably the most racist part of the email. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you have to look at demographics and what the median income is, and, and and all of this and all of that. And he's just trying to maximize the profit. But see, I think that sports is very simple. You put out a good product on that floor, on that court, then you're going to make money. You know, because Atlanta hasn't always been known, first of all, as a sports city. The Hawks haven't been viable, and we haven't had a superstar since Dominique Wilkins. So, those are all reasons why we're not profitable as a sports town. Like, we we just haven't had a good product. And they really messed up when they didn't draft Chris Paul. So, Right. All of that is is the reason why I think that we haven't been profitable. Now because of that, now you're trying to find out how to make it profitable. It's simple: put a better product on the floor, and you'll make a lot more money.
2: Definitely, definitely, definitely. We it looks like we're we're running up against time. Um, real quick, I just want to give and shout out to my man uh, James that called in from Australia. Um, he just reminded me of something that happened Saturday. I mean, excuse me, Sunday. I'm, I want to vent for a second, real quick. DirecTV, DirecTV, my my, I'm watching the the Falcons and and Saints game, and my signal goes out as the Falcons are on their final drive. I not only missed the final drive, I missed overtime. I had to listen to the radio like it was
6: 1957.
2: <laughs> DirecTV, y'all owe me, man. You owe me. I'm I'm still pissed behind it, man. That should never happen. Nevertheless, we're getting a notification that we got about 90 seconds left. Man, fun-filled show. It went by so fast. Got to shout out everybody that called in. Uh, Krishna, Tiffany, uh, Shelltoes, my man James from Australia, Eric, Q, the sixth man, and my man, Jock. Uh, shout out to everybody who listened, everybody who hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you missed any parts of the show, make sure that you check out the archives at com backslash dead-end sports, uh, make sure to check us out on, on our, our archives on uh, iTunes as well as uh, Stitcher Radio as well. Um, programming note, uh, if you're a fan of hip-hop, make sure that you check out these cats as well as Modest Media, Mike C-Town. That's right, the fellows from Dead End Hip-Hop will be on my show, 12 radio show tomorrow night from 9 to 11 p.m. We'll be talking hip-hop all night long, so make sure that you holler at us next, uh, tomorrow night as well. Um, of course, we'll be back next week talking sports right here on Dead End Sports. Uh, make sure you go check out our YouTube channel, com oh, uh, backslash Dead End Sports. Subscribe and watch our videos. Um, that's going to do it for this week, man. So for FIFO, for B, for Ken, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. This is another edition of Dead End Sports. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace.